Today is Thursday, August 11, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Fudging the numbers, the Biden administration taking an online ribbing for its assessment of the current inflation situation. We'll have that story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Let's get through the news of the cray together. We can all use a little help with that. And joining me to assist, Trey Gons Phillips from CBN's Faith Fire. What's going on, Trey? Happy Friday, Junior. Yeah, it's been a good week. Indeed. And uh, you have a troubling story about a mom helping her teen daughter get a late-term abortion. But the media, I mean, the media went full mainstream media on this one. Something to behold, so... Yeah, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good story to go through, but definitely a, a tragic one. Yes, indeed. All right, and coming up on the main thing today, did the Mar-a-Lago raid guarantee a Trump run in 2024? CBN chief political analyst David Brody breaks it all down for us. But our first thing today, we go through the news here in 90 seconds. Former President Trump exercised his Fifth Amendment rights yesterday declined to answer questions from the New York Attorney General. At his scheduled uh, deposition, Trump called the investigation, quote, the greatest witch hunt in history, end quote. His son, Eric Trump, spoke to media saying that uh, the agents had gone where they weren't supposed to go in Melania's closet, spent hours in there, and that they didn't even show, according to Eric Trump, a warrant to uh, Trump's attorneys who were on site. So the full details uh, can be read on that story. Uh, Over on CBNNews.com, Joe Biden, meanwhile, is taking heat for touting that, quote, our economy had zero inflation in the month of July. Well, how can that be? You might wonder. Well, here's how Biden explained. He said, well, the price of some things went up last month. The price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation. Predictably, people are criticizing Biden after this with Ted Cruz saying that the Biden White House is living in a fairy tale. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said our economy is broken when 8.5% inflation is celebrated as progress. And a great moment in the Little League World Series that's underway. Now, it's always a fun watch, but a a youngster was hit in the head by a fastball, and that pitcher was very upset that he did that. And uh, the young man who was hit in the head saw this, that he was upset, took off his helmet, walked over to the mound, gave him a hug and some encouraging words. It was was a great scene, and it's going viral now for, for all the right reasons. So those are just some of the headlines happening today. You can check out more over at cbnnews.com and faithwire.com. Uh, Trey, we're going to take a closer look at this story that we mentioned here just a moment ago. This mom helped a teen to get an abortion, a late-term abortion. They get rid of the body, and uh, but then the media goes into just a bizarre framing of this story. So So what happened here? Yeah, so if if you go to really any mainstream media site, uh, you won't get any of these really disturbing details of the story that that really resulted in the charges that were against these women. So I think it's important that we go through what actually happened here. So a Nebraska woman, uh, like you said, she's 41 years old. She's a mother. Uh, She's been charged with helping her then 17-year-old daughter commit an abortion after the unborn child had reached about 24 weeks of development. Uh, So initially, the woman led investigators to believe that her 17-year-old simply had a miscarriage uh, and had given birth to a stillborn on the morning of of April 22nd. Uh, they admitted at the time to burying the infant's body with the help of an unidentified 22-year-old man uh, and kind of stopped there, but that actually is not the full story that investigators later came to know. So in Facebook messages uh, that were turned over to authorities, it became evident that the mother and the daughter 
planned uh, to illegally obtain an abortifacient, which the mother ultimately did, uh, and then, quote, burn the evidence, according to messages that they exchanged back and forth, uh, referring to the then unborn baby. Uh, So in the messages... Between the mother and the daughter, the pregnant teen referred to her child as a thing uh, that she, quote, wanted to get out of her body so that she could finally wear jeans again. Uh, So the prosecutor who's handling the case says this is the first time that he's charged anyone with illegally performing an abortion after 20 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, The law actually has been on the books since 2010, but it was unenforceable prior to the Supreme Court uh, overturning Roe v. Wade earlier this summer. Uh, So in June, the two women were charged with a felony for removing, concealing, uh, or abandoning a body and two misdemeanors, concealing the death of another person and false reporting. And then after reviewing the Facebook messages, investigators and Uh, police there uh, added another charge. They added a felony uh, abortion-related charge uh, to the mother's case. Uh, So, But this is clearly, as you said, Dan, an instance of uh, media bias uh, and and mainstream media uh, kind of misrepresenting a story altogether in order to advance an agenda. So almost all of this reporting that we just went through has had been left out uh, of of anything that you read. Uh, And everything was focusing on Facebook kind of kowtowing to uh, investigators there who just wanted to uh, abuse this girl for seeking an abortion. And uh, they actually, the media, seemingly turned this teenager and her mom into pro-abortion martyrs, uh, claiming that the, the these investigators were just on a witch hunt uh, because they're pro-life and didn't want to see this child aborted. Uh, when in reality, there was a whole lot of premeditation here uh, that resulted in the burning of, of a child. Yeah, and this is what happens when you're looking for a narrative to cover and not looking for the truth. They see this story and they're seeing it through a prism because they're on the lookout for the fallout of Roe and all of the things that people on the uh, pro-abortion side of the argument say were going to happen. And so they see something like that and jump to that conclusion without really looking into the story. And it doesn't seem like you have to look too far to see that this is this is not the sympathetic case that you think that they thought it might be, uh, or maybe they just don't care. But I mean, it seems to be a common theme with abortion, these selfish reasons for the daughter saying so, so she could wear jeans again and to get this thing out of her body. Well, if it's your body, how can you take this thing out of your body? So there's all these contradictions here in this in the statements that you're hearing uh, from the daughter, from the mom. But um, again, I, look, I think that this is why teaching your kids an appropriate godly worldview is so important because you don't when you think of yourself first and not looking outwards that's the sort of logic that you're going to end up with i need to wear my jeans therefore i can do whatever i mean it's disturbing stuff but then that media angle is just also disturbing as well yeah i mean the reality is 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 with or without uh, the supreme court's ruling and nebraska's law this was a late-term abortion regardless right Uh, she very well could have if she wanted to have an abortion uh, i'm setting aside the moral issues with abortion here and just going with the legal point if she wanted to have an abortion she had plenty of time she was six months pregnant at the time this decision was made so legally she had plenty of time to make this decision this was definitely a premeditated uh, intentional crime here and the details are just 
disgusting. And I think, you know, we can apply this to, at any level, the points you are making, Dan, but I think you're absolutely right, uh, is is I think the reason that we push abortion so much in our secular culture is because we're such a me-centered world, right? We're all egotistical. This is all about me. Uh, we kind of are taught to forget about the life in the womb, this defenseless life, right, that needs protection because it can't speak up for itself. I think this is a, a prime example, although an awful one, a horrific one, uh, with a lot of disturbing details. It's a good example of just showing you how helpless that life is, unless there are laws in place to protect them. And uh, they knew, clearly, Trey, it looked like, that they knew this was wrong by the by the burn the evidence comment. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that's a baby when you do especially a late-term abortion. And so they know what they're doing. Burn the evidence. It's it's a clear indication that they know they're guilty of something here. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's a good point, too, to, to bring up that they knew what they were doing was wrong, because if it wasn't wrong, uh, you know, investigators could have said, then why dispose of the evidence or why try to get rid of this baby if what you're doing is not a moral wrong here? Yeah, 100 percent. And um, I mean, this is the sort of thing that uh, is going to be I think we're going to see these sorts of stories, maybe not to this extreme, but as the media tries to fill the narrative and to try to show you supposedly the horrors that are happening after Roe, that the, the doom and gloom that so many people have predicted, um, I, you know, this is the sort of thing I think we can we can expect to see. So, all right, Trey, thanks for bringing us that one. And uh, that leads us into our main thing today. Did the Mar-a-Lago raid guarantee Trump would run in 2024? Well, CBN chief political analyst David Brody breaks it all down for us with Andrew Knox on today's main thing. David, I don't mean to date myself here, but in reading about this, it seems like I'm watching an episode of 24. Remember with Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer, and I don't know where he would fall into this, but this seems to be a really uh, incredible situation. A number of President Trump's supporters, even his rivals, call it a raid, they call it a witch hunt. The Justice Department claims it was carried out legally, but with the department so quiet on all these details, are they in danger of losing the faith of the American public? No, I don't think there's any question about it, Andrew. And of course, the, the Democrats, the liberals won't call this a raid. They'll say Donald Trump, oh, he's, be, he's exaggerating again. It wasn't a raid. It was just, I don't know, about 30 FBI agents in nice suits uh, coming for a little stroll uh, through Mar-a-Lago. Give me a break. We know the deal. Yeah, there, there's a lot of problems here. Look, normally uh, stuff that, that the FBI and CIA does, DOJ, typically cloaked in silence. In this case, it is different. When you raid, and that's what it was, when you raid uh, a former president's home, first time ever in American history, you cannot be silenced. Silence is the answer. Uh, silence makes it worse. And, and I think, look, if you look back at the FBI and the DOJ, if we put them all together and you look at the track record, whether it be uh, not doing anything with Hunter Biden at this point, they didn't do anything with Hillary Clinton. We know that uh, hammers were taken, literal hammers taken to Hillary Clinton's Blackberries uh, by AIDS and, and uh, hammered and uh, smashed. Nothing done there. Eric Swalwell, uh, who had, uh, let's just call it, relations with a uh, Chinese spy. I can go down the list. I mean, the PTA moms at the school boards that the DOJ has problems with. I mean, where does it ever end? Uh, none of that uh, coming to this level. And that's where we're at. So, yeah, th there's duplicity, there's hypocrisy and there's silence. And the trifecta of all three make it real problematic for not just the FBI and the CIA, uh, CIA, but really America writ large. This is a real problem in our in our nation today. 
You know, David, if the contents removed from Trump's home turn out not to be matters of national security, I'm wondering if whoever ordered this, when we find out, is going to start running and hiding. And then, you know, you see the blame game possibly unfolding. What do you think? Yeah, Andrew, you make a great point here, because uh, let's go through this for a second. Let's say for a moment that all of this is, quote, true. In other words, there was something there. OK, let's say there was something there that he, quote, shouldn't have done. Uh, if you. I can get into all of the details. We can go into Section 2071, Title 18 of the U.S. Code. Uh, but the bottom line is, all of this stuff is misdemeanor. So the Presidential Records Act is a misdemeanor. So you're going to raid a former president's home, big provocative deal over a misdemeanor? That's what that would be. Now, Section 2071, Title 18, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but that actually would carry a three-year prison sentence. Uh, the problem is that code was made by Congress. It's not in the U.S. Constitution because that code does say you can remove, that this person could not run for office again. The problem is that's criminal law. It's not in the U.S. Constitution, so it would be challenged on constitutional grounds. So in essence, either way, even if they tried to get Trump on Section 2071, Title 18, he could still run for office from a constitutional perspective. So either way, uh, the Democrats have their work cut out for them. and They have problems legally and, and now clearly from a perception PR standpoint, too. All right, David, final question. How big an impact do you think this is going to have on upcoming midterm elections? And of course, we heard Lindsey Graham talking about the 2024 presidential race. So how does all this fit in? Well, it, it pretty much clears the field. I mean, Donald Trump is going to run anyhow. We kind of all knew it. Now we know for sure he's not only going to run, but every every other candidate's going, oh, my gosh, look at Donald Trump now. He, The, the Democrats, DOJ and the FBI, they've made Donald Trump wait for it, Andrew, a sympathetic figure. How in the world did Donald Trump become a sympathetic figure? He's become a political martyr at this point. This is perfect for Trump. This is what he's been saying all along. And here he is, a political martyr. So, therefore, he's got more oxygen. And remember, uh, this is important as it relates to the midterms, because you've got the MAGA crowd, right? They're gonna, they, uh, he had them at hello, if you will, to quote a Tom Cruise movie. Uh, then you have the, the, far, uh, the far never Trumpers. They're never going to vote for him. But then you have that middle, that mainstream establishment, the ones that are like, OK, I'm done with the Trump drama. The problem here is, is that even folks in that camp are saying, wait a minute, I'm with Trump on this one. Even the ones that don't really like Trump go, hey, this is a bridge too far. And I think that is the softening that Donald Trump could need to get back into the White House in 2024. All right, Andrew and David, thank you so much for breaking that down. And that leads us into our one last thing here today. And, you know, Trey, it's kind of it's kind of been a theme here in some of the stories that we've talked about. Philippians 2, 3, and it reads like this. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not only look to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And I think that seems like a lost art today. And we see it in that Little League story, especially with kids, Trey. It's like hard for uh, anyone to kind of look outside themselves. But kids, when they're in the midst of competing, like in Little League, that can be challenging. And to see that young man notice the need of someone else and lift him up in that moment was really was really great and very christ-like i don't know if he's a christian but it was a very christ-like action and then also we see the negative consequences of that in that abortion story and seeing the teenager just more worried about the size of their genes and how they fit than the life growing inside their body and so um, this scripture here reminds us you know that we are supposed to be different from the world and not just well, they're doing well for themselves. That's a phrase that's always bothered me. Mm -mm. 
Yeah, you know, I think it, it's it's a, a byproduct of this individualistic culture that we have in this, certainly our, our, the generation now, which is all about self-care and, uh, you know, you be you and your truth yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff. There, There's all of this focus that just compels us to look inward at ourselves all day long. And, you know, I found in my life uh, that I'm more worried, I'm more prone to anxiety, I'm more frustrated uh, when I spend my day uh, from morning to night thinking about myself and my <laughs> My worries and my concerns. But you know, when I look at other people's lives and I start focusing on how can I make life easier or better or more fulfilling for the people I love, a lot of those worries in my life kind of fall away. I think it's incredible that that's how God designed us. He built us uh, as spiritual beings to put others first. And there are all kinds of benefits that come from that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's one of the things about scripture. People think, oh, it's all these rules and regulations and things. But when you actually drill down into what's going on there it's not taking away the fun and all this uh, all these other claims that are out there it's actually for our own sanctification for our own joy and peace and so when we live in that you're going to experience that more so all right we're going to leave it there that's all the time we have for the podcast today as always thanks for being here you can check out more news from a christian perspective over on uh, cbnnews.com and faithwire.com as well And as always, Lord willing, in that creek don't rise, we will be back here with more uh, tomorrow on Friday. So, uh, all right, God bless. Hope you have a fantastic evening. We'll see you back here tomorrow.